know, and I think we had a recent uh, podcast where we talked about absentee-owned businesses, right? And that it's hard for a buyer to come in thinking they can just be an absentee owner like this guy was. Well, this shows the risk of being an absentee owner. And, you know, do you have processes set up, systems set up where you can really monitor, continue to monitor what's going on? back to the Apex Business Advisors podcast. I am your host, Andy Cavanaugh, joined as always by the president of Apex, Doug Hubler. Doug, I go away for for vacation. I come back and this place has gone to hell in a handbasket. It now. was, I think it's you that's gone to hell in a handbasket. Well, I did come back to uh, a little bit of a kerfuffle, if you well, will. We had, a, uh, we had a deal that everything was going along swimmingly until it wasn't. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Uh, thankfully, yeah. I was gone for two yeah. weeks and not uh, didn't Well, to. and again, it wasn't your deal. And it wasn't my deal. Because your deals just go smoothly, don't they? Pretty much, yeah. It seems like that from the way you talk. Oh, they, they're all just... Uh, they're all perfect. As uh, They're all, as, uh, as Maverick would say in Top Gun, just a walk in the park. <laughs> So do we want to talk about notifying people at appropriate times? Talking about employees. People are on a need-to-know basis. Right. And sometimes even when people need, certain people need to know, there's fallout from that. Yeah. So tell me a story. Oh, my gosh. Catch me up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you were gone through all this excitement. You know, it's interesting because we have, uh, we always warn business owners Let's not tell the employees yet. There's a time for that. And usually it's at closing or after closing when, when it's announced that there's a new owner of the business because then there's a strategy around, okay, how are we going to present this? Well, there are situations where keep employees need to know. They have because they're an important part of the business. The owner basically was an absentee owner, been out of the city for three or four years, had people running the business for him. He was still involved. He would he would talk to his manager weekly. He would be in on the employee, you know, the chat rooms and that kind of thing. So he, he was he kept up with it. But he was not the person who could run various reports when we needed something. So we got into due diligence, and there was a obviously a long list of requests. Well, the owner could do some of it, but really for the detail, he needed to involve the bookkeeper and the manager. And for a little bit, he used the excuse that, you know, business was off a little bit, the weather-related stuff. He needed to figure out how to, you know, what can we do to get business back? So running all kinds of reports, and that worked for a little bit. But ultimately, he had to come to Kansas City and say, okay, here's what's going on. I need your help. These are trusted employees. And so let's, you know, get together and let's figure out how we're going to make all this happen. And, you know... 50 different requests from the buyer, all legitimate requests. It wasn't anything unusual. 
but he just needed their help in gathering the information. That went on fine for a couple of weeks until when all of a sudden he got emails from some staff that they were, they were leaving. No notice, just picked up and left. And so that was a real kick in the gut. So let me, let's unpack some things here. Okay. Do we know the source of the leak? How that? I think it was the manager. And, and the manager was a real trusted employee of the owner. I mean, it really, he really felt with somebody he had really entrusted the keys of the business to. And was the manager one of the people that ultimately resigned? Yes. And then obviously he had told uh, the other folks in the business. And the, book, the bookkeeper stayed and a couple other uh, staff. But I think there was this fear, and this is what we tell people, you know, it's kind of the unknown. That's why we don't tell employees because they, they haven't had a chance to really understand what's going on. And, and the employees are a key part of the transaction. So it's not like somebody's gonna come in and clean house. But so the manager tells some other employees and when he leaves, and, and I think he had a, there was a family issue that his excuse was, well, I've got a, there's a family issue, another family business, they need me, so I'm gonna leave. But he didn't need to tell everybody else what was going on, but he did. So he disclosed it to the other folks, and so probably half, half the staff left. Do yeah. you believe that the seller, out of uh, guilt, I guess, felt like, I need to tell these people? Right, Do you think there was right. any, any level of that at play here? Or was you it know, strictly, I need to tell these people because I need their help? After uh, a few days of the owner coming back in town, taking control, rehire, he's rehired some folks, not prior employees who have wanted to come back. And so he, I think, is discovering that there were some things going on that he wasn't aware of. And I haven't found out yet what those things are. But he's, he's saying it's going to take a little bit to kind of circle the wagons and get things back in order. He feels comfortable he can do that, but it's going to take him a little time. And I think the employees felt like they had leverage over him and could demand higher wages and other things. So there's still the kind of jury's out on exactly why they felt like they had to leave, but I think there was something funny going on. I always go back to when I was in college, I worked for the shoe store. And there's this manager that I worked for, and then he'd bounce around to another another location. You know, this was back when malls were a thing. And, yes. uh, and so, a shopping mall. Yeah, a shopping okay. mall. Like you would go there, and there'd right. be like a shoe store and <laughs> Options. all of these things, and it was a shopping mall. And I remember you would get audited every three, six months, twice a year at least. And the guy came in, unlocked the store, handed the auditor the keys, and just left. <laughs> The amount of theft that was go- like why managers would get fired in, in those days was shrink. Right. Yeah. Stuff was missing. Yeah. So he knew that his. I'm just going because you do your own counts. Right. You do your own inventory every week, every two weeks, yeah. you know, whatever. And so he knew he had a theft problem, whether he was part of the theft problem or his employees were something was going on. He knew that 
hey, <laughs> I know how this is going to go. Right. So uh, here's the keys. So every time I kind of hear something like this to where you have a situation like this, that's automatically where I just go to is, yeah. uh, hey, there's yeah. some dishonest stuff going on. This guy knows that the new person is going to come in and unearth the things mm-hmm. that he's doing. Yeah. So let's just get out ahead of this and leave. That's just my yeah. perception on, I, I don't know anything well, about it, but that's just where I always go. You know, and I think we had a recent uh, podcast where we talked about absentee-owned businesses, right? And that it's hard for a buyer to come in thinking they can just be an absentee owner like this guy was. Well, this shows the risk of being an absentee owner. And, you know, do you have processes set up, systems set up where you can really monitor, continue to monitor Mm -hmm. what's going on? It's good to trust people, but you can't just blindly trust. You, You know, there needs to be some verification of what's going on and some periodic checks or audits and I had for a, sure. I had a buyer call earlier this week where a guy wants to be an absentee owner and he, hey, what do you think about liquor stores? Oh, yeah. And I think you hate money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you like being stolen from? Because that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I wanted to go back to that point that I was making about where there was that gap in the new buyer coming in, the new owner mm-hmm. after closing mm-hmm. and yeah. the... The seller, you know, had worked with these people for, you know, it's been his business for 30 plus years, and he was feeling a sense of guilt and a sense of loyalty to the employees. And he was like, I need to tell them. I need yeah. to tell them. I need to tell yeah. them. I need to tell right. them. Right, right. And we, we spent quite a bit of time talking him off that ledge. Here's how this message is going to be received. You're, you're going out of business. We're all being fired. There's a new owner coming in, and they're going to fire us all. right. If you yeah. can just wait a week, the conversation is going to be so much different when a, your employees go home to talk to their spouse. It's, hey, so-and-so is retiring. I met the new owner today. They're great. By the way, they gave me a raise. Really looking forward to the end of, you know, really looking forward to working with them. It's a completely different conversation with your spouse when you oh, go for home sure. yeah. versus, okay, He's selling this business. We're doomed. Yeah. We're all being yeah. fired. They're going to come in. They're going to clean house. They're going to just get rid of us all. I'm going to get out in front of this. And you know what? I'm taking the rest of the staff with me. Sure. So do we believe that there was some, with the manager leaving, do you think that there was a, I'm going to take these other technicians and these other employees and they're going to go over to this other business with me? Yeah. Or do we think I, that there's I think, some of that? I think going what on? happened, I think some of that, I think some what happens, everybody, they fear change. What you're describing is that they, they kind of shut down, right? They, they're not listening. Oh, they're, they're fearing the change. What's going to happen? I don't know the buyer. I don't know who's going to take over their personality, et cetera. So they haven't had a chance. And I think that's one of the things that we've, you know, one of the things we learned from this what you're describing is there needs to be a strategy around that disclosure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sometimes the the seller feels like they owe something and they and they feel like they're lying by waiting a week. And when it's really to everybody's benefit, sellers too and their employees, to wait to make that presentation together with the buyer. And the buyer makes that impactful speech how they're excited about the business, how they're excited to be working and having these, you know, the new employees and getting to know them. And this case, this past case, what I was describing is, yeah, some of those folks probably went to another company, 
because there's a lot of demand for employees, mm-hmm. they could go anywhere. That's why they felt this was, okay, well, I'm just going to go. I'm not going to take a risk. I'm going to go somewhere else right now. When, in fact, the buyer was a larger company who was probably going to give them some benefits that they hadn't had before, a stronger culture, a better employee-based you know, based culture that his, his people are really happy with, so the buyer's staff. You know, anyway, the, they didn't give that a chance. Yeah, they and, didn't get to hear it. And that also brings up a good point, too, is that with the absentee owner, sometimes there are culture things that when you're not in there every day or you're not in there a vast majority of the time, there's a disconnect between what owner mm-hmm. believes hey everything's great right, you know right, these guys yeah. I, these guys are loyal to me and sure. they trust me and you yeah. know we've we've got a great relationship and on the other side of that is this guy's abandoned me mm-hmm. this yeah I, i'm not being supported i'm you know right. they're the story that it, both of these sides are telling is there, there's a big gap in there and you know sometimes it takes something like what we're talking about to bring that to the surface yeah, that yeah. you know because every every conversation i had with this particular seller is like, oh, these guys are great. Yo, they're all going to stick around. They love oh, sure. working here. Yep. This is this is their home. Nobody's leaving. Nobody's going anywhere. And, that's what, and they believe that, for sure. And yep. then you get to a, hey, can you help me run a couple reports? I'm out of here. <laughs> right, right. Why are you asking for that? Well, and, and I think what, this is one of those rare situations where if we could have brought the buyer in during due diligence with the seller, met the manager and the bookkeeper, had that discussion, had the, had them go ahead and do a presentation before closing and say, this is who we are. We're going to come in and we are going to take care of you guys. We need you. We want you, et cetera. The, the deal probably would still be alive. You know, I mean, it would still be going on. But there's no set, this is a tough business we're in. There's no yeah. one way to do things. And and this was a surprise for everyone. And part of it, like you were saying, the the, the owner really felt strongly that their st- his staff was going to stay, that they were solid behind him. He believed in them, he trusted them, and was blown away when when they all up and, and laughed on Friday. Yeah, if I if I were to put money on what happened here is I think that the owner had a full trust in the employees, and I think the employees may have taken advantage and, of that. That's and right. May, yeah. There may I have been some right. skimming. And then when it got called that, hey, I'm selling, Yeah. it wasn't necessarily that they didn't trust this guy, but they knew that, hey. Something was going to be found this out. This is going to be found out, yeah. and, you know, I might be going to jail. It's, there could be some criminal charges right. here, or at a minimum, you know, some. I'm not going to look very good, right? You know, I'm at a minimum. I'm probably going to get fired, right? And depending on how much and how long, there may be mm-hmm. some criminal charges, yeah. And we, yeah. there may be attorneys involved and judges and juries, yeah, right? And, <laughs> and, and metal bars. And, uh, so, <laughs> you know, I think I'm going to go ahead and leave, and I'm going to just go ahead and avoid most of that. So, in total. How much of the staff left? Half. 50%. Yeah. And from our perspective, as far as us with our engagement, what do, how do we handle this? Do we say, hey, we think that it's time for, let's put a pause on this. Hey, yeah. let's keep going. Hey, let's go find the other buyers. What What do you generally this think? Is, this is a, uh, another strange one, I guess. 
there are lots of buyers, I think, who would line up and still talk to him. He has moved back to town to run the business and is committed to run the business for a buyer. However, we've said, let's let's spend some time, circle the wagons, let's assess the situation for at least another month and and then see where we're at. And I and I think that would be reasonable. Now, if in the next couple of days he finds out some other things have been going on that he wasn't aware of that may take more time. So the last conversation I had with him, he was actually pretty excited because there are a lot of salaries that left. He He's back in town. He doesn't need all those folks. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking, wow, all of a sudden now I'm making this much more. And I've got I've rehired some staff, some people who used to work for me that he's very happy with. So he still will want to sell. He's retirement age. It's just going to mean taking a little while to figure where he's at. It's also one of those things, too, where it's a time and distance thing. Even mm-hmm. if he was, air quote, absentee, but lived in town yeah. and popped in once right. a week. Right. Popped in every yeah. other week. Popped right. in twice a week. Sure. Just there's keep, that keep versus... Versus like, look, this guy's going to have to get on an airplane. Like, he's not just going to pop in. Right. Like, he's going to have to, oh, okay, there's a holiday coming up. You know what? There's probably a decent chance that he comes in. Let's clean all this up. Mm -hmm. When he comes in, hey, everything's great. Yeah. And then when he leaves, it's like, okay. Right. All right. Now, let's go back to our our routine. Back to our routine. We are learning all the time. Yeah. 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 Even 20 years later, yeah. there's something that you're like, well, there's that's a little twist. First time for that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. well, if, uh, if you have a business that is fully reliant on employees <laughs> and you are an absentee <laughs> owner, uh, why don't you go ahead and get in contact with us? Uh, go to KCAPEX.com. Those are deals that Doug works exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> don't call me on them. I call Doug. For some of our other brokers, we want to shout out some of our, our guys that have been uh, been getting some windshield time, catching up with you and I. So, uh, Ron, keep your hands on the wheel, eyes on the road, Bluetooth only on those phone calls that, uh, that, that you're taking as you're driving through the rural parts of our co- country. Uh, appreciate you listening. Appreciate everybody tuning in. And uh, get in touch with us if you've got a good business that you're looking at, at selling. If you're looking at buying a business and want to understand what that process is, uh, we're always happy to uh, to have those conversations. And, you know, I talk to people a lot of times that they want to buy a business, but they don't really know the first steps and how much money do you need and what skills and things like that. Similar to how we talk about sellers needing them a few years in advance, if we can get buyers a few years in advance, really put you in that position where you can evaluate these businesses and find the right opportunity for you. You know, it's not one of those things where, well, you know, my boss said something mean to me, and I'm going to go buy a business. It doesn't really work like that. Like, there's got to be planning. There's got to be mm-hmm. things in place. So, long way of saying, get in touch with us. We're happy to uh, to have that conversation. So, and of course, you can find all of our dwindling listings that are out there because everything seems to be everything's selling. Everything's selling. So, Casey Apex is your home for every every place you need to know about buying or selling a business. And if you are looking at buying or selling a business, we got you, fam. 